1: You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is March 3rd, 2017. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and we'll have a a kind of, hopefully, a little bit of a quick show for you today. I know it's a Friday. Everyone wants to get their day going, but we have... Uh, a game tonight, of course, the Orlando Magic taking on the Miami Heat, not on national TV. Uh, so I'll have a preview of that game, and then I'm going to talk a little bit today about the future. Uh, we're two weeks past the trade deadline now, and you know I think it's time to maybe discuss, you know, what comes next or, or how the Magic can make the most of things. And then I think I'll probably touch on a lot of points that I've talked about before on the show, and even talked a little bit about yesterday when I discussed tanking. Uh, but we'll get back into those, kind of refresh those as we get to the week because. As much as these games matter, and I want to cover these games, everything is with an eye toward the future. So I don't want to just dis- I don't want to neglect that. And so we'll finish off the week talking a little bit about that. But let's start with tonight's game. The Orlando Magic will take on the Miami Heat uh, in a battle in the final game of the Sunshine uh, State Series or whatever they want to call it. I don't think they have an official name for this rivalry. If you even want to call it a rivalry, because it never seems like the Magic and Heat are good at the same time. In any case, the Magic have taken two games from the Heat. They have a 2 1 series lead. They played two really good games in Miami. And I am sure several players on this team, you know, who have been through a lot of these battles with the Miami Heat, know that a win in this series is important. I I, I say this all the time whenever the Magic play the Heat. I think the Magic take the Heat very seriously. And when they beat the Heat, it means something. Um, It it, it sounds silly. but Miami has had Orlando's number for a very, very long time, and I think that, especially for the guys that have been on this team for a long time, beating Miami matters. Now, of course, they've gotten two wins against the Heat this year. It's the first time they've won both games in Miami since 2008, I believe. Uh, this is a this is a team that Orlando has had some success against this year. Granted, that was with Serge Ibaka, and Serge Ibaka was a big part of both of those wins. Had obviously hit... Um, the crazy game-tying game, game tying shot to send it to overtime in the first win uh, had a big game uh, in his last game in a Magic uniform in the Magic's second win over Miami. So we don't really know what to expect uh, when the Magic take on the Heat. Um, that kind of goes for both sides. Miami, of course, will be a little bit probably more in sync. They don't have the same roster overhaul and roster changes that the Magic have, um, but there's still going to be an interesting matchup for sure. It's still going to be an interesting way, interesting to see how these teams match up. As I tend to say in these previews, uh, at this point of the season with what the Magic are doing, it's less about what the Heat do and more about what the Magic do. What the Magic need to do are the things that they really struggled with against the Knicks. They've got to cut off dribble penetration. Goran Dragic loves to probe, loves to just dribble around the paint and kind of suck the defense in with his dribbling, a la, like, you know, he's, uh, you know, Kind of a Steve Nash. I mean, he was Steve Nash's backup for several years. He is that kind of player. He's able to get into the paint, and that's really what the Heat like to do. They like to draw you in with dribble penetration uh, and then kick it back out or or lob it up to Hassan Whiteside. You've got to stop the dribble penetration if you want to have a chance to win. You've got to stop that dribble penetration to, to lock down the Heat. Miami's going to be without some key players, of course. Justice Winslow's out. Uh, Hassan Whiteside's dealing with an illness, but he looks like he's good to go. Dion Waiters is possibly out as well. So Miami's going to be down some weapons. They're still in the playoff hunt. This game has a lot of meaning to them. Uh, so I, I, I expect them to play at a very, very high level. But like I said, it's more about the Magic. Play your defense. Move the ball on offense. They a, the Magic had a very bad offensive game Wednesday. They should have a chance to win the game. I, I don't see why... Orlando cannot win this game. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be tough, of course, um, and it's going to take playing together again, like they have in previous outings. But I've seen some positive sides from this team. I think, you know, honestly, with the Magic, they're in a good place right now. In a lot of ways, not so much um, from Wednesday. I mean, they've got to fix what they couldn't do on Wednesday, but. It feels like momentum is moving forward. All the things that we talked about before Wednesday's game against the Knicks are still present. Like I think a lot of those elements are still there. Um, You know, even Frank Vogel said it after Wednesday's game. They didn't feel like they were playing with enough speed, and he looked down. And you know, the the coach has a box score in front of him. He looks down the box score. He said, "Oh, we still had 17 fast break points. That shows you what we can be, and that's with a season low 11 assists. That's with." The Knicks defense, the Knicks offense, tearing them up in the first half. Um, Orlando did a much better job defensively in the second half of that game, giving up only 41 points. It really gave themselves a chance to win the game if they could get the offense going. And that's that's still the issue with the Magic is their offense is still not quite there, not consistent enough yet. Although there 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 are signs the defense is coming around, the offense has got a lot of work to do uh, to, to get where it needs to go. So for this game against Miami, the focus is again on the Magic. Move the ball. Trust the pass. Play strong defense. Don't over rotate. Don't over commit. Keep your man in front of you. And the Magic should have every chance to win this game. This is this is not that Miami is an equal team. I think this is a win that's going to take playing well. Of course, Magic have to make shots, but it is a team that's a, a, a notch above the Magic, maybe or at least. Very, very similar, and Orlando's had experience beating this team before on the road. Would be nice to get one at the Amway Center. Tip-off is at seven o'clock. Uh, we'll have complete coverage on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and then a recap on Monday's episode. Well, may not have a episode. May not have a uh, uh, recap on Monday's episode because uh, we'll have the Wizards game. There's a Magic take on the Wizards on Sunday, a game that I will not be watching live because I'll be at the Orlando City game. But that's neither here nor there. I'll, I'll make sure to watch it and have a recap of that um, when we get there. Like I said, though, everything for the rest of the year is going to have something of an eye on the future. Uh, you know, if you listen to yesterday's episode of Locked on Magic, um, I talked a lot about the the T word tanking and, and how and, and how the magic can still accomplish a lot of their goals and whether the Magic should purposefully go out and lose games. And I think the general conclusion, and and I get into this argument with a lot of people about, no, the Magic should be losing, no, the Magic should be losing. And, And I think where we are at with this team right now is when you have the chance to win, you need to win. You need to be trying to win with the players you have. You need to be playing young players over veterans. If a guy's injured, maybe you sit him, maybe you don't. Uh, Nikola Vucevic looks like he's good to go for tomorrow. CJ Watson is coming back soon, it appears. Um, Who knows how the Magic will handle all those injuries. But with whatever roster you're planning on using, you need to be trying to win because trying purposefully to lose doesn't get you anywhere. Absolutely doesn't get you anywhere. It it hurts your team in the long run. It's about the long-term future of the team. The reality with this Magic team is they haven't won consecutive games since Christmas. No offense to the guys. I know they're working hard. I know they want to win games, and I know they're trying to win games. They're not likely to win enough games to really affect the Magic's draft position. They're going to end up with the fourth, fifth, maybe sixth pick, or at least best lottery odds, if they're really trying. So push that to the side for now. Because I think the question that everyone wants to ask, or the question that everyone wants answered immediately, or more immediately than it's going to come, is what to do with Rob Hennigan. And I'm not going to sit here and, and say he should absolutely be fired because I don't believe that's the case quite yet. Um, you know, I've I've heard plenty of information to suggest that uh, that a the Magic, I mean, there's plenty of out there already. Alex Martin's has said publicly. We're not going to make a decision on the general manager until after the season when we do our normal end-of-year evaluations. This is, that's the normal process for the Magic, and they absolutely should go through that process. The sentiment that I've heard from multiple people is that it's not, a done, it's not done one way or the other. Hennigan's status is still somewhat up in the air, and it's very possible that despite the struggles this year, they could give him another chance to, to fix things and get the Magic back on track. Say what you want about that. Push it to the side for now. Let's work under the assumption, under that assumption. The ability to make deals is done. The trade deadline has passed. And so the only thing that can save Rob Hennigan's job right now, perhaps, I should say perhaps, the only thing that I think can really save Rob Hennigan's job right now is to, ha- to create a solid foundation in these last 20 or so games. To think that these games after the All-Star break do not matter for the Orlando Magic, I think, is very, very wrong. Just because the team is out of the playoffs does not mean these games are not important for the team's future. We're already seeing it in the way that the Magic are playing uh, uh, and the style of play that they're playing with. They've tried a new style of play, playing in transition, and yes, they're 1-2 and two after the All-Star break right now, and who knows what it's going to look like in the long term, but the early reviews are it's been good for this team to play this style. The early returns on Terrence Ross are he's still a little bit streaky, but he can be a big-time shot-maker for the Magic and a little bit of a playmaker. The early returns are good. And what's important, as I've said on this podcast before, is the Magic need to find an identity, whatever that identity is. And if they can even experience a little bit of success in these last 20 games playing this style, enough that they feel like we can build upon what we have playing this way, then these last 20 games will be vitally important for the team. They'll be critically important to say, This is how we need to build and how we need to build things up. And they need to stick to it. Whoever's in charge. But this is an experiment within an experiment. If the first three quarters of the season were an experiment with that old roster, it didn't work. And so, sort of the last gasp now is playing this way, with this roster. If the Magic can give the fan base hope as much as anything else and provide a basis to grow from. Then they might have finally got onto something. And if management believes that Rob Hennigan is the guy that can continue this vision, and it's been five years, so maybe it's unfair. Maybe maybe that's saying that's too much time. He's already proven he can't form a vision and get the job done that way. And I think that's Again, that argument's fair. But certainly, if the team flops these last 20 games, if this fast-breaking break, fast transition model doesn't work, and the Magic don't look like they have something that they can shift around and move and, and make into something for next season, then yes, it's, it's going to be tough to justify bringing back Rob Hennigan in any shape or form. Again, we're working under an assumption that his that that his job status is still up in the air. And if the magic do succeed, if the magic do find a little bit of on court success, and yeah, maybe they sacrifice a draft spot or two, a lottery spot or two, I should say, because the draft isn't set yet. If they even if they sacrifice that, if they have something that they can say, we can grow this, we can build this, then. That's, to me, the only way they can justify bringing Rob Hennigan back. Or they can even... That that they can uh, sell hope that he's the one that can fix this. He's in battle right now. I, I think... I mean, he'd even say, my seat is hot. He's said it before. And now, you know, he's played all the cards. It's out of his hands. And so now his fate is really is really tied to this team's finish in whatever form it takes. And I think that will be the really intriguing storyline for this final quarter of the season, as, as after the Miami game we will have reached the final quarter of the season. Of course, there will be moves to make in the future. I mean, things don't cut off yet. Um, just Once the season ends and the Magic can fully assess where they're at, They'll have to figure out what comes next, because the season was an unmitigated disaster. I mean, I, I've, I've, I think I wrote the 2011 season was probably the most disappointing season in Magic history. Um, that was the year after the uh, that was the Gilbert Arenas year um, when the Magic came into the year with, with championship hopes and lost in the first round as the as the four seed in, in six games to Atlanta. After that, you've got 2004, which is probably the worst team in Magic history. And then I think you might have to say this year's team. As far as disappointment uh, compared to expectations. This team just has not delivered. Anywhere near where anyone expected it to deliver. Sure, they may have missed the playoffs. I think the expectations were relatively modest. You know, winning record, 41 wins. But to be completely out of the playoff race is surprising. To not have the defense that everyone thought they'd have is frustrating and surprising. And so now that the Magic have shifted away from that, they've essentially said, that didn't work. What comes next is going to be really important. Overall, they lost the Serge Ibaka transition. They gave up a lot for him, didn't get didn't get enough out of him, and then had to cash him out. And so now, what comes next is all up to the Magic. Whether they succeed or fail in this next stage of the rebuild is all about the Magic. It's going to start with this draft pick. You know, we're expecting it to be a high lottery pick. Top five, maybe top six, and it's a pick the Magic do have to get right. They need a player that can contribute fairly quickly, if not if not immediately, because they're uh, by all intents and purposes they're trying to make the playoffs again in 2018. And this is a very loaded draft. They should even if they fall to four or five or six, they should get a quality player in this draft. So. I think, I, I'm not so worried about the draft pick. But the next step is, how do you figure out what to do with the rest of the roster? Certainly, they're going to have a little bit of cap room to play with. It's, I haven't done the math, but it's roughly $15, 16 $17, 18000000 million of cap room. It's not enough for a star, but it is enough to, to bring in another quality role player if that's the direction you want to go. The Magic will have Aaron Gordon's extension to deal with as well as Alfred Payton's extension to deal with if they want to go in that direction. Their only big free agent is Jody Meeks, I believe. I mean, Jeff Green as well, but Jody Meeks is really the only guy that I, I think the Magic might consider resigning. C.J. Watson's got a non-guaranteed deal that, that, they could, that they could do something with as well. But I think what is pretty clear that the Magic are going to try and do is they're going to try and build themselves up kind of they're gonna kind of reset their rebuild and, and look to get a little bit younger, add a piece that complements what they have and, and continue to kind of build organically as 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 Rob Hennigan likes to say. That again will not be easy. But what comes next is gonna be the really tricky part. Whether it's Rob Hennigan or whoever else. What comes next for the magic in this development is going to be very important because the Magic stretched a lot of their resources, expended a lot of their resources to make the roster that they have today and it didn't work out. And so their outlets are very few. A lot of people say don't trade Nikola Vucevic. The reality is Nikola Vucevic is probably the most tradable player on the team. Not his fault. It's just economics. You've got Evan Fournier on a long-term contract. You've got is Mac on a long-term contract? It's tough to move those guys and do much with them. You're kind of saddled with them at least for another year, and so you've got to be very smart with the resources that you have. That fifteen million dollars a cap—that it's not fifteen million because Jeff Green's fifteen million dollars salary—but that twenty—that say rough—that's say twenty million dollars a cap room. You've got to spend very smartly. You've got to be shrewd with it. That draft pick. You've got to hit on it. How you deal with Aaron Gordon's contract this summer if you decide to extend him. You've got to be on top of that. It's just a a series of decisions now have to be made and the Magic have to make sure they get them right at this point. As much as a lot of fans want them to tank and, and, and I again I use that kind of pejoratively but um, not pejoratively I don't I don't know what the word is i I, I use that somewhat indignant indignantly sorry um, but if the magic want a tank that probably means you're starting completely over and I don't think the magic are there yet. I think the Magic want to still try and stretch this this group out a little bit longer. As as Hennigan has said on several occasions, they feel they're a few tweaks away. So if they are indeed a few tweaks away, they've got to make sure they get those tweaks absolutely right right now. Because they're in a very tricky spot. And I think everyone would recognize that. They've made mistakes and, and they're coming to roost now. Not just because some of them are playing for other teams, but because you've expended resources to make those mistakes, and so what happens next? What happens this summer is going to be fascinating with the Magic. They've got to play it a little conservatively, I agree, but they're going to be trying to make the playoffs again too. So there's going to be some aggressive moves, but they've got to be sh- they've got to be shrewd with them. They got to make the right moves. It's as I say, as I say during the trade deadline, no deal is better than a bad deal. And so I think that's going to be kind of the motto for the summer. And of course, that's still twenty games away, still a little ways away. And so we'll see what happens uh, when things uh, when things ha- when things happen <laughs> in a few months. We still have a fourth quarter of the season to go, though. Uh, so we will check that out. Uh, starting with Friday's game against the Miami Heat. Again, that's 7 o'clock at the Amway Center. We'll have complete coverage of that game on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and we'll be back with you on Monday for another episode of Locked on Magic. Remember, you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Magic as well as like the show on Facebook at Locked on Magic. You can also follow me on Twitter at O-Magic Daily. Be sure to give Orlando Magic Daily a like on Facebook as well. And of course, i um, just going to remind this again, uh, if you use Google Chrome, there is a new fan-sided plugin, so if you're looking for the latest on the Orla- from Orlando Magic Daily, latest on the Orlando Magic from the various fan-sided sites, you can get that. You can get an automatic notification through the fan-sided plugin on Google Chrome uh, to let you know when something new is published on the Orlando Magic. You can get all the articles from Orlando Magic Daily as well as from the Step Back and the other fantastic blogs on the fan-sided network. Be sure also to check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're all on iTunes and Audio Boom, uh, as well as Stitch. Most of us are on Stitcher and TuneIn, so if you're looking for anything on the NBA, the Locked On Fantasy, pa- Fantasy Basketball is a good podcast, but the Locked On Podcast Network is the place to go. That's going to be it for my Friday plugs. Have a great weekend, everyone. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. We'll see you again Monday, on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks.
1: It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best selling LED light bulbs.